Hi, and welcome to the Big Deep Podcast. Big Deep is a podcast about people who have a connection to the ocean. People for whom that connection is so strong, it defines some aspect of their life. Over the course of the series, we'll talk to all sorts of people. And in each episode, we'll explore the deeper meaning of that connection. In this episode, we'll speak with a woman who finds the ocean a place full of magical creatures, but maybe in a way you might not expect. Hello, this is Paul Kelway. And I'm Jason Elias. Welcome to the Big Deep Podcast. The history of the oceans is replete with sailors speaking of magical creatures, but these days they're looked on as mythical, something that never really existed. In our next interview, however, we talk with someone who has set out to prove that that might not be correct. I had been friends with Lyndon for years, and recently she had performed at my friend Lara's house for her daughter Pearl's birthday party. That had in turn inspired me to reach out to Lyndon and seeing if she was willing to sit down and chat about her unique career. Not long afterwards, she invited me up to her home in the hills above Los Angeles, and we sat down next to a small waterfall outside the home that she calls the Grotto. My name is Lyndon Wolbert, and I am a professional mermaid and ocean edutainer. A unique job in this world, no doubt about that. What does that mean, professional mermaid? What a professional mermaid is. I do a lot of different things, anywhere from performing at events to educate kids about the oceans. But I also do a lot of education through the format of video. So I have a YouTube channel that has over 40 million views and I enjoy very much anything that encourages people to learn about, experience and conserve our oceans. I also co-created a line of children's mermaid-inspired swim products. I've always felt a connection to water. And the comfort level that I feel in the water is something that is almost indescribable. Using the term mermaid or the title mermaid is a really accurate way of describing that connection that I feel to the water. Everyone finds their own way in this world and very infrequently do people have the kind of insight or courage to actually pursue something that is far outside the norms of what most people do. But you have found something that is like, like on the edge in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> so my question is, are you crazy? <laughs> it's funny, I, I've been asked this before, London, are you crazy? Do you think you're crazy? Whenever I imagined a career, I just thought I'm going to capture the world of nature and share that. And I never thought it would be through the vessel of a mermaid. That did not occur to me until I was in my 20s. Until <laughs> it happened one day in the Caribbean Sea. I was in the water and there, there it was, this brilliant moment of clarity. I'm going to actually go back and I want to hear about that moment. But uh, I think one of the things that I, I was just thinking about while you're saying this is that I think it takes a lot of courage to not only find what it is that motivates you and what's true for you are but then to actually do it and do it in something that not everyone's going to understand yeah i mean i'm really going going into the idea of creating a career for which there was no business model you have to be passionate about 
something you love in order to make it blossom and grow and succeed. So that's how I feel about my career. I'd walk into a party. This happens anytime I go to an event. And everyone always introduces me. Oh, this is my friend, the mermaid. And people kind of were like, oh, okay, so you're, what are you, a swimmer? <laughs> you know, what do, what do you mean she's a mermaid? Oh, you're serious? I feel great passion because there's depth to what I do. It matters. There's something important that I'm doing. There are messages I'm sharing with the world that need to be heard. So being able to express that and have now in my life, people actually take it seriously. I'm so grateful that I do have that tenacity. I think it's faith in the fact that there's a place in the world for anything you can dream of and creating that space. Sometimes you have to carve it out yourself. Well, actually, that takes us on to something else that I want to talk to you about. You mentioned earlier that there was a moment in the Caribbean where you were like, being a mermaid. Walk me through how that happened or just tell me a little bit about that. So the moment where I first felt like a mermaid is when I was filming a documentary. I was being an underwater camera person for a documentary, and this was in Grand Cayman. And I had just learned about the sport of freediving. World champion freedivers are diving into the, the deep abyss, further than we could see them from the surface, even in very clear water, and disappearing for minutes at a time and then resurfacing. And I saw these monofins and I was watching for days these beautiful movements these freedivers were making in these fins. Mandy Ray Crookshank Croc, who hosted this freediving competition, was wearing a monofin and happened to share my shoe size. I asked her if I could try that fin and she said yes. I remember sitting on the swim step in the boat and putting this thing on my feet and slip into the water. And I put my arms in front of me and I start kicking. And at first I'm figuring out the feeling of it. And then I just, I got it. And I started flying through the water. Just the energy coursing through my body as I'm jetting through the water. <laughs> It was awesome. And when I surfaced, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a mermaid. I just became a mermaid. It was at that moment that I knew I had to get one of these fins. I needed to create a mermaid tail. And maybe, just maybe, this is a vessel for education in a new way. And there it was. Okay, so that talks about your sense of being a mermaid. Mm -hmm. Let's take a step deeper and talk about, I, th I feel like it's uh, not respectful to say you play a mermaid. I don't think that that's what it actually means. I, I think it's a it's it's an aspect of who you are. I mean, you. The idea of me being a mermaid, I'm challenged about it all the time. Every time I go and I do an event with children, namely children around age seven to nine, that's when they stop believing in things like Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, mermaids, unicorns. 
I always have one or two kids that will challenge me and say, you're not a real mermaid, are you? And the truth of it is, I don't think I'm an actual mermaid, but gosh, I do relate to it. (laughs) I want to be a real mermaid to that little girl, that little boy, to those people who think maybe there's a chance. I want to be convincing. I created this prosthetic tail that looks pretty darn realistic. It fits just like a glove. I learned to hold my breath for over five minutes and I can dive over 100 feet down on a single breath of air and back in the sea. It's almost more on a spiritual level. I don't actually believe I'm a mermaid, but I am as close as it gets. I've worked so hard to create that illusion, to create that magic and that fantasy for, namely for children. Why I do what I do is for children and nobody else. You know, when when someone would say, oh, I don't actually believe in mermaids, or you, like, I, you know, I, I don't really think I'm a mermaid. But what is a mermaid? If you want to go off the unspoken assumption that we all have that a mermaid is this mythical creature that sat on rocks and combs her hair, yeah, combs her hair. What if being a mermaid is actually believing in the magic of being in the ocean, of actually dedicating your life to helping not just children, but adults understand the, the connection to being in the water. What if it's less about your physical form and more about who you are as a person? So you were at, I guess, Pearl's birthday party? And Pearl, I went over to dinner at Laura's house. And Pearl was there and she said, you, I heard you know Mermaid Linden. And I said, I do. And she said, oh. It was so awesome that she was here. I was like, yeah, I heard that. It was really fun. Laura and my wife started chatting, and Pearl and I went outside to go play. And then Pearl pulled me aside and said, so i got to ask you something. I believe Mermaid Linden was real, but is she real? And I said, well, what do you think? She said, I think she is. And I said, I think she is too. Oh, yeah. I could cry. <laughs> so sweet. Oh. Um. That's why I do what I do. That's a huge part of why I do what I do. Seeing children smile and truly experience wonder. There's nothing more fulfilling than a child having complete belief in magic. I do a lot of wishes for Make-A-Wish and children's charities around the world. Those are the most Memorable moments of my life, working with children who really need happiness in their lives and to forget the hospital and forget the injections and forget the transfusions. And there they are with this magical creature who is there only for them. One of the things that I mentioned in our pre-interview was how you find there's some sort of mystery and magic and power in that water and you entered the water originally as a person and you came out as a magical creature yourself in a way like do like it's almost like you were transmuted like do you see any parallels there about your sense of connection to 
the feeling of the world being this magical place and then you inhabiting this character you uh, all, you actually that kind of connecting opening you to your sense of magic in the world and then that kind of manifesting as a magical creature yourself you bring up a really intriguing perspective that I haven't contemplated I entered the water as a human and I come out as a mermaid if I'm really just open-minded about this whole concept digging deep inside and why do I do this why am I doing this first of all it makes me happy and it makes other people happy maybe I didn't choose the career maybe it chose me Maybe the ocean claimed me as its herald. Maybe I'm just one lucky little instrument to sing the song of the sea in a way that resonates with humans so that maybe they will go experience it. Maybe they will donate to a cause that helps preserve our coral reefs which are dying. Maybe someone will stop using plastic bags and use only canvas bags and maybe in some little strange way putting on silicone appendage claiming that I'm a mermaid even though in my heart I really feel like one in many ways maybe this is what I am absolutely meant to do Finally, we often end our interviews by asking our guests a single open-ended question. What does the ocean mean to you? There are three words. To me, the ocean is magic, beauty, and mystery. All in one beautiful aquatic world that I wish I could be in all the time. Well, you're doing your best to do that, that's for sure, that is for sure. Thank you for listening to the Big Deep Podcast. Next time on Big Deep. I was a commercial nuclear diver. And this dive that was so life-changing was swimming in the spent fuel pool water and what they call the refueling pool. We really appreciate you being with us on this journey to the Big Deep as we explore an ocean of stories. If you like what we're doing, please make sure to subscribe, like, and comment on our show in iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, or wherever you catch your podcasts. But those subscribes and likes really make a difference. For more info on our guests, extra audio and photos, as well as updates on anything you've heard, you can find a lot more content at our website, bigdeep.com. Plus, if you know someone you think we should talk to, just let us know at the Big Deep website, as we are always looking to hear more stories from interesting people who are deeply connected to our world's oceans. Thanks again for joining us.